0: Hey guys, it's Pete Mundo. Thanks for checking out the show this week. The radio show turned into a podcast. And uh, one way you can help us out is by leaving us a rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the podcast. It does help tremendously. And what I'll do in return is I'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. You just have to send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, a screenshot of the rating and the review, and I'll get the uh, koozie in the mail for you. It's a win-win. Keep the beer cold this summer. Appreciate it, guys. Enjoy it. We'll talk to you soon. Well, we are really in the dog days here when it comes to the college football offseason. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks, as always, for being a part of the show. Hope your week has uh, been going really well. We appreciate you joining us. Well, what we are going to do this week is we are going to give you a best case versus worst case scenario for each Big 12 team this fall. It seems like the right time to go about it. And once again, if you want to join this conversation, go check out our new Heartland College sports message boards. We interact with other Big 12 fans, get to know each other. We'll be also announcing our tailgates there and whatnot uh, for the season. So appreciate all of you joining us. Please go sign up. Those message boards are free, 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 free as well. So last time I did one of these team-by-team uh, team things, I went in alphabetical order. And some West Virginia fans got mad at me because I didn't leave enough time for the Mountaineers. You know, this uh, because this show airs on radio and podcast, we have a hard out. So what I'm going to do this week is go in reverse alphabetical order. Let's start with West Virginia and work our way back from there. So a best-case scenario— For the West Virginia Mountaineers. We'll go through the schedule here and uh, we'll look at first off the non-conference. James Madison, Missouri and NC State. Now, Missouri and NC State are a couple of solid Power Five programs. They're not Alabama. They're not Clemson, but those are formidable Power Five programs. It's early in the season. Uh, One of them is on the road in Columbia. Neil Brown's working in a lot of new faces, especially on uh, the offensive side of the ball. So best case scenario. I would say West Virginia is 2 and 1 out of the non-conference. Then they open up in the Big 12 at Kansas. Let's say a win there. That's 3 and 1. Then you've got a tough stretch. Texas, Iowa State, and Oklahoma coming out of a bye. Best case, best case for West Virginia, I would say at that point is 1 and 2. That would put them at 4 and 3 on the season. That would be followed up by a Thursday night matchup on the road against Baylor. That would be one of those mini bye weeks they would be having. They would go at Baylor and versus Texas Tech, a two-game stretch there where it's like eh, you get a bye before, you get kind of a bye afterwards. Best case scenario, they can win both those games. Baylor maybe comes back down to earth a little bit. Texas Tech, you know, working through a new coach as well. So at this point, we'd have West Virginia at 6-3, and three heading into their final three games, which are at Kansas State versus Oklahoma State at TCU. Two of the final three uh, games of the season are on the road. That's always tricky. So let's say in a best case scenario, K-State, Oklahoma State, TCU, the Mountaineers will be 2-1 and one over that stretch and 8-4 and four on the season for the Mountaineers in a best case scenario. Now worst case scenario for the Mountaineers. You look at that non-conference, James Madison, Missouri, and NC State, you're one and two. You lose both power five games. You know, you're still working in a new quarterback. Austin Kendall's maybe not living up to the hype. You beat James Madison, even though that's a little tricky. You know, James Madison's a good FCS program. You're one and two. You go on the road, you beat Kansas, you're two and two. You lose to Texas, Iowa State, and Oklahoma, which would put you at two and five for West Virginia. You know, that's right there. You're playing three games in a row. Really, four games in a row when you think about it. Texas, Iowa State, Oklahoma, and Baylor. Two home, two on the road. That stretch right there will tell us what this Mountaineer season is going to be. Because you can make a good argument that Texas and Oklahoma are obviously the favorites. And the two teams with the best chance to unseat or crash the Big 12 championship game outside of Texas and OU is Iowa State and Baylor. (laughs) So West Virginia's got those four teams in a row after playing Kansas fairly early in the season. That is tough. I, you know, you could be looking at an 0-4 stretch right there, so 2-6 and at this point in the season as you enter the month of November. And then you would have Texas Tech at Kansas State versus Oklahoma State at TCU. In a worst-case scenario, remember, I'm not predicting this. I'm doing a best-case versus a worst-case scenario within realistic uh, terms. In a worst-case scenario, West Virginia is 1-3 in three during that stretch and would be 3-9 and nine on the season. Do I think that's going to happen? No. Listen closely. It's not a prediction. I'm just giving you what are realistic best-case versus worst-case scenarios for each team in the Big 12. Those two tough or two solid power five games in the non-conference are telling. All right, let's continue in reverse alphabetical order. Best versus worst case scenarios in the Big 12 Conference. We go to Lubbock, Texas Tech Red Raiders. Non-conference, Montana State, UTEP, and Arizona. Best case scenario at this point for Matt Wells is he's got his team at 3-0. Then, and I like to break these down into like three or four game stretches. Then... For Texas Tech, you open up Big 12 play at OU. That's a loss, even in a best-case scenario, on the road. Matt Wells, first-time Power 5 head coach. That's a loss. Home against Oklahoma State coming back. Oklahoma State's still working some things out. You pick up a win there. You're 4-1. and one. Then you have a couple of games at Baylor versus Iowa State. Best-case scenario at this point would be splitting those two games for Texas Tech. You're sitting at 5-2 and two coming out of the Iowa State game at home. Then you get Kansas. You're 6-2 and two with a win there. And then as you enter the month of November, which includes coming off a bye week, Texas Tech will go at West Virginia against TCU at home, home to Kansas State at Texas. Best case right now for Texas Tech – Looking at that stretch, Morgantown's always a tough place to play. We know that. Then you've got TCU and K-State, still uncertain what they're going to be at Texas. Best case scenario, I think you could have Texas Tech at 2-2 two and two in November, which would put them at 8-4 and four on the season. Now let's look at the worst case scenario for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Montana State, UTEP, and Arizona. Worst case, you lose the Arizona game. You're 2-1 and one in the non-conference. Then it's time to get into conference play at Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. Two losses there. You find yourself at 2-3 and three for the Red Raiders. Still trying to figure some things out. New head coach, everything else. At Baylor versus Iowa State, I mentioned how those two teams um, could be teams that crash the Big 12 party at the end of the season. You lose both those games. And Texas Tech is sitting at two and five. It would make things worse if Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray are, you know, at this point four and one in the NFL. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but that would really be salt in the wound. Anyway, Tech's two and five at this point. Then you've got Kansas. Give you the win there, three and five. Entering November, four games to play at three and five. And in a worst case scenario at West Virginia versus TCU versus Kansas State at Texas, you would have uh, one and three over that stretch a worst case scenario would put the red raiders at four and eight on the season so best case for the texas tech red raiders eight and four worst case would be four and eight let's look at the tcu horn frogs some question marks there as well let's go through it best case versus worst case scenario for each big 12 team that's what we're doing today on the show. Non-conference, Arkansas Pine Bluff at Purdue versus SMU. Best case, Purdue's not easy. But I'll give TCU a win there in a best-case scenario. I think that, you know, with the defense coming back, uh, even though the quarterback's shaky still, you know, Jalen Rager, good talent on the line, I'll give him a win there. It's going to be tough, but we'll say 3-0 for TCU. Then you've got Kansas to open up Big 12 play. 4-0, followed by you know, tough stretch here. Tough stretch coming out of that Kansas game. At Iowa State, by week, at Kansas State versus Texas. I'm looking at that three-game stretch and saying, best case, TCU is 2-1 and and finds themselves at 6-1 on the season. So TCU fans would sign up for that right away. Then you're at Oklahoma State versus Baylor at Texas Tech. A three-game stretch there where you're sitting at 6-1. If you can go 2-1 over that time period you are in good shape if you're the Horn Frogs. Then it's at Oklahoma versus West Virginia. I gotta say a one-and-one stretch is likely there, giving TCU a best case scenario of nine and three this season. That's best case. All right. Now worst case for TCU. Can't figure out the quarterback. Not a lot of depth on both sides of the ball. Some injury concerns again. Jalen Rager's the only offensive piece that they have, and they lose the game at Purdue. You know, SMU, they're able to squeak by and they are two and one in non conference play. They beat Kansas to close out September, and the Horned Frogs are three and one. That's followed up by an October that includes Iowa State, bye week, Kansas State, and Texas. Worst case coming out of that thing, they're one and two, and they are four and three at this point in the season as we turn the calendar to November, which is a month that TCU has five games in and one of them is a short week. That's tough. It's very difficult to have a 5 games in 1 month with one of them being a short week. That's a brutal backloaded schedule for Gary Patterson's team. So at Oklahoma State versus Baylor, at Texas Tech. That 3 game stretch, worst case scenario, would be 0 and 3. They'd be 4 and 6 at that point with 2 games left at Oklahoma Versus West Virginia. You lose them both and you find yourself at four and eight to close out another disappointing season in Fort Worth. Once again, not predicting it, just giving you, just giving you our best case versus worst case scenarios in the Big 12 Conference. We'll continue to do it in reverse alphabetical order. We'll get to Texas. We'll get to the Oklahoma schools. That's all coming up. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. All right, guys, let's keep it rolling. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. We are independent Big 12 digital media outlet. So our best case versus worst case scenarios for every team in the Big 12 conference. Let's take a look now in reverse alphabetical order at the Texas Longhorns. Now, Texas, of course, got to the Big 12 championship game last year, hoping to continue that momentum in year three under Tom Herman. And what we've got now is a non-conference that is a lot of fun. Louisiana Tech at home, LSU at DKR on Saturday, September 7th, and then on the road against Rice. In a best-case scenario, Texas goes 3-0 in non-conference play. Then they've got a stretch here of Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Oklahoma, and Kansas to open up conference play. Three of those games are, well, I shouldn't say three are at home. Two are at home, one is in Morgantown, and then, of course, you've got the Red River rivalry at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. At Morgantown, which I know West Virginia is probably in a slight rebuild, but to go to Morgantown, come back, and then play in the Red River rivalry is a very tricky proposition. First off, the West Virginia game could be a trap game. And then also, of course, you got OU. So best case scenario, Texas is 3-1 and one in that four-game stretch. Best case, 3-1 and one in that four-game stretch. So at this point, they would be sitting at, oh, I guess you'd say 6-1 and one on the season, as then you'd get ready for a stretch here that's, that's not an easy one for Texas. So I'm going to break it into a four-game stretch at TCU versus Kansas State at Iowa State at Baylor. At Iowa State, at Baylor, back-to-back weeks late in the season is tough. Both those teams uh, believe they can be Big 12 contenders. I think they can be as well, and they're both on the road. That's tricky. Also, at TCU, I mean, Texas is uh, the white whale for everybody in the state of Texas, whether it's Tech, TCU, Baylor. So that's tough. So let's say 3-1 and one over that stretch. So you're sitting then at 9-2 and two going into the Texas Tech game, which is at home, give you a win there. Best case, Texas looking at 10-2 on the season. Worst case scenario, if things fall apart, they beat Louisiana Tech, they lose to LSU, they, they beat Rice. They're 2-1 and one in non-conference play. Then it's Oklahoma State at West Virginia versus Oklahoma. And then as well uh, versus Kansas. Let's keep it in a four-game stretch there. Worst case, you're looking at, I'd say, 2-2 two and two over that stretch. That would put Texas at 4-3 and three on the season. Then you go into the four-game stretch I mentioned at TCU versus Kansas State at Iowa State at Baylor. Worst case, I think Texas is looking at a 2-2 two and two stretch there over that four-game period, putting them at 6-5 and five on the season. And then against Texas Tech, final game of the year, you get a repeat of uh, 2017 when Cliff Kingsbury saves his job. Tech comes back for a comeback win in Austin, and the Longhorns finish at 6-6 six six on the season. That's a worst-case scenario, once again, for the Texas Longhorns. All right, let's go to the OU football schedule for the 2019 season. Look at a best-case versus worst-case scenario and go in reverse alphabetical order. All right, so Oklahoma opens up. Houston, South Dakota at UCLA. OU 3-0 and off the bat. Boom, ready to roll. Then you've got a bye week before. Texas Tech at home at Kansas, and then Texas on a neutral site location, 3-0 and right there as well, and you're looking at 6-0 and for the Oklahoma Sooners. West Virginia at home, followed by K-State before the bye week. You win both of those games, 8-0. and And then on the back end of the schedule, Iowa State at Baylor, TCU at Oklahoma State. That's tough with Iowa State and Baylor back-to-back weeks. It seems like that's common for a lot of teams. Uh, Those are two contenders potentially in this conference this year. Then you've got TCU at home, and then your rivalry game at Oklahoma State in Stillwater. I know OU's got Mike Gundy's number, but those are three tough, really four tough games to close the season. So let's say three and one over that stretch. Best case scenario for OU, 11 and one to wrap up the season. And obviously they make the Big 12 championship game if they did finish at 11 and one. Worst case for OU absolute worst case is I think Oklahoma, uh, geez, maybe they just get shocked in one of these non-conference games by UCLA, or maybe the fighting Daniel Hogersons in Houston shock them like what happened with Tom Herman a couple of years ago. So let's say two and one. Then you've got Texas Tech, Kansas, and Texas. Let's say you drop one of those games, likely the Texas game, you're four and two. You've got West Virginia at home at K-State. I still think that's a 2-0 stretch right there. At home to West Virginia at K-State. So 6-2. Then on the back end of the schedule, Iowa State, Baylor, TCU, Oklahoma State. Worst case, you drop two of those and you're 8-4 for the Oklahoma Sooners. So there's your best case, worst case for OU in 2019. Keep it rolling now with the Oklahoma State Cowboys as we look at what they've got here on the 2019 schedule. And... As you look at the best case scenario for Oklahoma State, well, it's Oregon State, McNeese State, and Tulsa in the non-conference. And that's a 3-0 and stretch, I think most likely, because Oregon State's been terrible the past couple of years. I mean, Oregon State is a team that's, I think, 3-21 the past two years. I mean, they are really bad, really bad at Oregon State. So let's say they're 3-0. and Then you got a road trip to Texas, which is the Big 12 opener. Longhorns are dying to get that revenge on last season's upset in Stillwater on homecoming weekend. Plus, Oklahoma State's got a new quarterback. They haven't seen a defense like Texas. I think the Cowboys probably dropped that game in Austin. They're 3-1, but they bounce back with a win over a Kansas State team that's still trying to figure things out under Chris Kleiman. That's followed them by three games in four weeks for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. At Texas Tech versus Baylor and at Iowa State. Once again, there it is. Again, Baylor-Iowa State back-to-back weeks for somebody in the Big 12. If the Cowboys can get through this stretch, a two-and-run record, they should be happy. That would make the Pokes six and two on the season. Turn the calendar to November. Oklahoma State has three home games against TCU, Kansas, and Oklahoma with a road trip in Morgantown squeezed in the middle of it all. Every Oklahoma State fan in Stillwater, in America, would sign up for a 3-1 November, moving them to 9-3 and on the season, which would obviously be a solid bounce back from the 2018 campaign. That's a best-case scenario for Oklahoma State. Worst-case scenario for Oklahoma State. All right, what do we do here with uh, this quarterback? We can't figure it out. Oregon State is also trying to figure out its quarterback situation here in Jonathan Smith's second season, and they do it. And they've got Oklahoma State at home. Corvallis, tough place to get to. Could be a tough place to play. Maybe Oregon State can pull off a shocker. And Oklahoma State is 2-1 after non-conference play in a worst-case scenario. Then Oklahoma State kicks off Big 12 play with a drubbing by a Texas team that did not forget last year's struggles on homecoming weekend in Stillwater. That is followed by two games before the bye at home against Kansas State and a trip to Lubbock to take on Texas Tech. Worst case scenario, Cowboys split those two games and are sitting at what would be at this point two and three. Yeah, three and three actually heading into the bye week. Out of the bye week, two teams with plans to surprise the conference, Baylor and Iowa State. The Pokes drop both of those games falling the three and five on the season. You enter November, and the Cowboys desperate to stay in the hunt for bowl eligibility, and they pick up a win over TCU at home as Mike Gundy improves his record to 5-3 and three against Gary Patterson. That's also followed by a victory over Kansas, suddenly 5-5 five and five for Oklahoma State, and the Cowboys have some life. But Morgantown in late November is a tough place to play. Neil Brown's got his team surprisingly good at this point in the season, and Oklahoma State loses to West Virginia and then... Gundy gets beat once again by OU in Bedlam, missing a bowl game and falling to 5-7 and seven on the season, continuing a disappointing two-season stretch to make Mason Rudolph feel like it was a lifetime ago. That's your worst case scenario, 5-7 and seven for Oklahoma State. Best case scenario would be 9-3. and three. We'll continue best case, worst case next here on Heartland College Sports Weekly. Well, let's dive right back into what best versus worst case scenarios for every team in the big 12 conference. We got four left to wrap up the show as we go in reverse alphabetical order. This way, if teams get squeezed, we, you know, when we do these countdowns for every team, we, um, and then next time we'll do a random order, but last time we did it, we did something like this. We went Baylor to West Virginia. West Virginia fans got upset. So now we're going West Virginia to Baylor on the back end. Next time we'll do a random order. But uh, let's dive into it here with K-State. Best case scenario for K-State. Non-conference. Nichols, Bowling Green, Mississippi State. Mississippi State's losing a lot. Let's be generous here and say that Chris Kleiman gets off to a 3-0 and start and people forget who Bill Snyder is. Then they've got at Oklahoma State versus Baylor versus TCU. Best case K-State is two and one on that stretch, five and one on the season. Then you've got Oklahoma, Kansas, and Texas. <sighs> and West Virginia. Let's do a four game stretch there. Best case two and two, let's be fair. Seven and three on the year. And then you close out at Texas Tech at Iowa State. If you split those games, you're 8-4 and four in Chris Clemens' first season. Anybody in Manhattan would sign up for that tomorrow, 8-4 and four in the first season, no doubt about it. Worst case could be a lot uglier for K-State. You lose the Mississippi State game, you're 2-1 and one in non-conference play, you beat Nichols and Bowling Green. Then it's Oklahoma State, Baylor, and TCU. You start off on the road in Stowater, home to Baylor, home to TCU. Worst case, you find yourself at 1-2 over that stretch. And let's say at this point you're 3-3. Three and three. Then it's OU and Kansas. I'll give you the win over Kansas. You lose to OU, 4-4. Four and four. Then it's Texas, West Virginia, Texas Tech, Iowa State. No weeks off. Going to Austin. Going to Lubbock. Away home, away home. Ugh. That's tough. That's tough. In a worst case scenario, K State I think is dropping those four games and looking at a four and eight season. So best case scenario for K State, eight and four. Worst case, I would say they're looking at four and eight. Just my hunch. Let's go on to KU. Uh, how about this? Worst case, 0-12, best case, 1-11. Does that kind of summarize it for you? <laughs> I'll give it a little more clarity than that. But the non-conference, Indiana State, Coastal Carolina at Boston College. Uh, let's say, uh, worst case, you lose BC and you beat Indiana State, you lose to Coastal Carolina. Let's say 1-2, or we're doing best case. Jeez, I hate to say it. Best case, still 1-2. Two and one. Fine. I'll give KU two and one. Then it's West Virginia, TCU, Oklahoma, Texas. You lose. Uh, All right. I'm doing a best case. Fine. You go two and one. You beat either TCU or West Virginia early in the season. They're trying to figure out uh, some quarterback issues, let's say, and you're at that point. All right. I'll give you three and four. Then it's Texas Tech, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. You shock your rival. K State's rebuilding. You're four and six. Iowa State, Baylor. You lose those. You're four and eight. Four and eight. Best case for KU. And even I got to admit, I had a hard time getting there. Worst case, you beat, let's say either Indiana State or Coastal Carolina. You lose to Boston College and you lose every single Big 12 game to finish one and 11 and less miles for a season. I'm sorry, but that's the deal. All right, best-case, worst-case scenarios for the Big 12. Let's look at the Iowa State Cyclones. Iowa State, in a best-case scenario, goes 3-0 and in the non-conference because they finally, under Matt Campbell, get over the Iowa hump, and they beat their in-state rivals in Week 3 because they have a bye week between Northern Iowa and Iowa. So they get a win there at home. All their non-conference games are at home, and the Cyclones are 3-0. and Then they beat Baylor on September 28th in Waco to prove that it's Iowa State, not Baylor. That is the team most likely to knock off OU or Texas in making the Big 12 championship game. That's followed up by a stretch of TCU at West Virginia at Texas Tech. Those are tough games, and I'd say best case, you're looking at a two-in-one stretch there. Two of them are on the road, and they're two tough road trips to make. Two Morgantown, followed by two Lubbock. That's difficult, and he got a home game against a good TCU team in there as well. So, two and one at this point puts Iowa State at six and one on the season. Then you've got homecoming weekend against Oklahoma State, followed by OU and Texas. That's brutal. That is just brutal. Best case, Iowa State's looking at eight and two there. And then you would close out the season with wins over Kansas at home and K State in Manhattan to put the Cyclones at 10-2 on the season in a best-case scenario. Absolute best case, but I'm going to give it to them here because, once again, that's what we're doing. We're doing best case versus worst case. All right, worst-case scenario for the Iowa State Cyclones heading into the 2019 football season. You lose the Iowa game again under Matt Campbell. Uh, It's clear that Brock Purdy is missing some of his offensive weapons like David Montgomery and Akeem Butler. And after non-conference play, you know, Iowa State should still beat Northern Iowa and Louisiana Monroe without any issues, even in a worst-case scenario. Then you go to Baylor, and you lose that game because the Bears are the team that are going to challenge either the Sooners or Longhorns for the Big 12 title this year. TCU at home. Uh, TCU remembers their last game in Ames where they got shocked. They got upset. And TCU gets some revenge, beats Iowa State, who's still working out some kinks. And the Cyclones are two and three. Then you go West Virginia, Texas Tech back to back row games. You win one of those, you lose one of those, you're three and four. Followed by a tough stretch of Oklahoma State, Oklahoma on the road, home to Texas. That does not go as planned. And Iowa State ends up with a one and two stretch there to be four and six on the season, needing two wins to close out the season to become bull eligible. Unfortunately, they beat Kansas, but then they lose to K-State, which is always a tough game. And the Cyclones finish up at 5-7 on the season. That's a worst case scenario. Last but not least, I think I've timed this out very well. I've got to give myself credit. Baylor Bears. Best case scenario for Baylor. Stephen F. Austin, UTSA, Rice, you're 3-0. Should not be a problem. That is followed by the following four-game stretch, which is Iowa State, at home, Kansas State on the road, Texas Tech at home, Oklahoma State on the road. In a best-case scenario, Baylor's 3-1 in those four games. Iowa State at home's not easy. Road games at K-State, Oklahoma State have tripped many good teams up in the past. At this point, Baylor's 6-1. They've got a mini-bye week. They've got Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Then it's Halloween, Thursday night game against West Virginia in Waco. After that, you've got a tough three-game stretch. At TCU, your biggest rival, versus Oklahoma, versus Texas. If you can go 3-1 and one in those four games, Oklahoma State, TCU, Oklahoma, Texas, that would put Baylor in a position to crash the Big 12 title game, and then they'd cap off the season with a win over Kansas and be 10-2 to finish the regular season, probably heading to Jerry World. Worst case scenario now for the Baylor Bears. You're still 3-0 in non-conference, but then you lose to Iowa State to open up Big 12 play. K State, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State. You lose two of those three. You're four and three overall. Then you've got West Virginia, TCU, Oklahoma, Texas. A one and three stretch there would put you at five and six on the season. And then you close it out with a win over Kansas and the Baylor Bears barely become bull eligible at six and six. There you go. I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Please do leave us a rating, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. And if you do that, send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete M-U-N-D-O, M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. And I'll get the koozie in the mail for you. Free Heartland College Sports koozie. It's a great deal. Keep the beer cold this summer. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon.